fascinating facts, candid conversations, and some levity to lighten your day. This is The Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. A wonderful Wednesday to you. Yep, we're going to get over hump day together. And you can call in right now. It's Wednesday, June the 7th, 888-914-9149 is the number to call. 888-914-9149. You can also email the program, kale, C-A-L-E, at relevantradio.com. And you can find me on Twitter at kale. Clark. Well, I am so pleased to tell you that uh, St. Therese is in the news once again. I'm talking about the great St. Therese of Lisieux, or as Penny Lord used to say on her show with her husband, Bob Lord, Super Saints, St. Therese of Lisieux. Um, but, and, she, and why is she in the news? Well, because Pope Francis announced today that he is going to be writing a letter dedicated to an apostolic letter to St. Therese of Lisieux. And now why is that? It's because this year, uh, 2023, is the 150th anniversary of the birth of St. Therese, a doctor of the church, the doctor of the little way, if you will. Uh, Catholic News Service reported today that at his general audience today in Rome, he talked about this. Pope Francis had a busy day. He gave a general audience talk and then... I'm sure he did a lot of other stuff as well. And then he went under the knife. He had some abdominal surgery today in Rome, and he has come out of that just fine. Everything went really, really well. He's going to be in the hospital for about 10 days, but he'll be recovering. Apparently, he's already cracked a joke. I don't know what the joke was. Can't give you that information. But uh, but pray for the Holy Father as he uh, is recovering. And this is what he, um, he said at his uh, uh, Wednesday audience talk today at the Vatican. He said that people become believers in Jesus Christ because they've been touched by the love of Christ, not because of coercion from someone else. Now, and, now as you probably know, if you've been following Pope Francis a little bit, he, he's very down on what he calls proselytism. And, and I'm not sure I 100% agree with his takedown of that. I, I, but I think I know what he's getting at. I think I know what he's getting at. Uh, he says that the, the church needs missionary disciples who have hearts like St. Therese of Lisieux and who, quote-unquote, draw people to love and bring people closer to God, end of quote. That's what he said today in St. Peter's Square. He also said this, quote, Let us ask this saint for the grace to overcome our selfishness and for the passion to intercede that Jesus might be known and loved, end of quote. That's kind of interesting. He said, we should ask St. Therese for the grace to overcome our selfishness because she had to do that. She was kind of a spoiled brat. And I think she'd probably even admit to this uh, when she was a kid and she had to overcome her selfishness. And she had this revelation when she was a small child. It was a big step on her spiritual journey. But she was kind of like, I suppose every child, every, every one of us comes into the world and we have to understand that, no, we're not the center of the universe. That's for sure. Humility needs to be gained. And this is really what the little way of her spirituality is all about in a certain sense. So again, the Pope said, let us ask this saint for the grace to overcome our selfishness and for the passion to intercede that Jesus might be known and loved. So he apparently he's, he's been talking a lot in his, in his audience talks about the zeal for evangelization. And he's particularly focusing on St. Therese, who, of course, uh, lived in the 1800s, late 1800s, 19th century. 
And she's the patron saint of the missions, even though she never set foot on the mission field. Nobody really knew who she was while she was alive. Well, they certainly know now she's one of the most popular saints in the history of the church. And what he did before he began his general audience talk today, Pope Francis was walking with a cane, and he came over to a very large reliquary, and that uh, contains some of the actual uh, remains of St. Therese, uh, human relics there. And he kind of, it was kind of near a table where he was speaking, and he put a, a large white rose. Uh, he kind of laid it before the reliquary, and he prayed for a couple moments before he began his, his talk. And, and why the white, white rose? Well, I'm going to talk about that in, in just a second. And then he, he went on to talk about how he's planning on later this year writing this apostolic letter uh, to talk about the 150th anniversary of her birth. I'm sure that'll be really good. One of the um, things I really liked that Pope Francis did um, in recent years was he wrote a letter about St. Jerome. He's really the patron saint of biblical studies. Really important to me, of course. That's what we do on The Faith Explained every day. We talk a lot about Scripture. We really, really need to understand Scripture. Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ, as St. Jerome famously said. And check it out. Go go on. Just Google Pope Francis's letter on St. Jerome. It's really, really, really good. I did a whole show about it uh, in the past here on Relevant Radio. You're listening to the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio, as I just said. And you can call in right now, 888-914-9149. And St. Therese is known very much for... One of the things that she said was that she would let down a shower of roses from heaven uh, once she got there, and she would intercede for the church, for you and for me. It's very, very common for people to receive roses somehow, literal, actual roses, through the intercession of St. Therese and answered prayers. And if that's happened to you, I'd love to hear your story. 888-914-9149 is the number to call toll-free to talk to me on the Gail Clark Show. So yeah, what, what, how has St. Therese answered prayer for you uh, through her intercession? And uh, have you received a rose? And maybe a white rose? Well, that's what Pope Francis got. And the reason why he laid this white rose before her relics today was that he actually said that when, when he was the um, Archbishop of Buenos Aires in Argentina, he used to keep a photo of St. Therese on the shelf uh, in, in his library. And he would, he would look at it often. And he said this, and he said this actually, he told this to a journalist back in 2010. He said, quote, when I have a problem, I ask the saint not to solve it. And he's talking about St. Therese. I ask her not to solve it, but to take it in her hands and help me accept it. And as a sign, I almost always receive a white rose, end of quote. Now, why did she send a white rose to him? Maybe it's because she knew he was going to be Pope. He's going to be wearing white. But that was back when he was a... Archbishop of Buenos Aires. I don't know, but uh, just uh, speculating here, kind of having some fun with it. But but St. Therese, according to Pope Francis in, in his talk today, he said that she really showed a lot of patience, trust in God, a spirit of humility, a spirit of tenderness, a spirit of goodness, and God wants that from all of us. And, and this idea of the, the little way, the way of littleness and weakness, and she called herself a small grain of sand. I'll get into that, where that comes from in just a second. She obviously suffered a lot from, from poor health. She died of tuberculosis when she was 24 years old. But she had this missionary heart, and she used to write to missionaries, and she served as kind of a spiritual sister to missionaries all over the world. And she wanted to 
to do that. She wanted to give her life for Christ, and she certainly would have if she had the opportunity. She, she couldn't do that. But uh, this is what Pope Francis said, quote, Without being visible, she interceded for the missions like an engine that, although hidden, gives a vehicle the power to move forward. Such is the power of intercession moved by charity. Such is the engine of mission. Missionaries are not only those who travel long distances, learn new languages, do good works, and are good at proclamation. No, a missionary is anyone who lives as an instrument of God's love where they are, so that through their witness, through their prayer, through their intercession, Jesus might pass by. And she wanted to make Jesus loved. She wanted to intercede for others, following the example of of Christ himself. Special zeal towards sinners and it, it was back this whole idea of proselytism, coercion. Of course, we can't do that. We can, we can never force anyone to convert. Um, love is never coerced. <laughs> love is always freely chosen <laughs> at the wedding vows, right? Have you come here freely? You know, or if if there's any kind of coercion here, if your mother-in-law is making you do this, that's not a good answer. You you have to be freely uh, choosing the beloved, and so the same is true with our faith as well. We can never coerce. We can only we can never impose the faith on anyone we can only propose the faith on uh, to people and now of course if you're a parent if you're a catholic parent you have a holy obligation to raise your child in the faith and then when they reach the age of accountability the age of reason then they have to make a choice they they, they god has no grandchildren they have to own their faith there's no question about that but you do have the responsibility for those under your charge for sure and so Anyways, he, he then, after, after the, uh, the talk, he went out for uh, his surgery, and uh, thankfully it, it went really, really well, so keep praying for him. Keep praying for the Holy Father. And it's, I, I just think it's so awesome that he brought up uh, St. Therese. So my question for you is, what, what's the rose that you've received from St. Therese? Have you received one, maybe more than one? And the answers to prayer through her intercession, call in, 888 Clark Show on relevant radio and this this is so amazing what what an incredible saint died at the age of 24 nobody knew as i said really who she was while she was alive except for the people that she was living with and how how incredibly well known she is right now and pope pius the 10th said that she is the greatest saint of modern times pope pius the 12th said she rediscovered the gospel itself the very heart of the gospel yeah, that's pretty high praise rediscovered the very heart of the gospel. One of the things that that she said, St. Therese, and and she said this um, as her sort of act of offering, if you will. She said, In the evening of this life, I shall appear before you with empty hands. That's kind of interesting because you think, well, you don't want to appear empty-handed before God. You want to say, here here are the good deeds I did, you know, with your help. Um, here, Here are souls that I helped bring to you. What would she mean by that? Well, here's what she said. When, when, when St. Therese said, In the evening of this life I shall appear before you, before God, with empty hands, she said, It is just this, to find myself at my death with empty hands. That gives me joy. For having nothing, I shall receive everything from God. End of quote. So that's the twist. Because if I can recognize my spiritual poverty my spiritual littleness, if you will, and that's part of the little way here. If I have nothing of my own, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have hands open to receive what God wants to give me because he, he wants to give me everything. He wants to give me his love. He wants to, 
to help me to become a saint. And it's just such an incredible uh, quote from St. Therese. Great, great spiritual insight there. And here's, here's I'm going to give you one more quote, then I'm going to get your phone calls here. Uh, this is really great stuff. 888-914-9149 is Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. What kind of rose have you received from St. Therese? Very common that literal roses will show up somehow when she answers prayers for you. One of the things that she talks about uh, in her autobiography, Story of a Soul, this idea of her desire to be a saint, her desire to be holy, but recognizing this incredible gulf between the ideal that God had for her and what was going on in her life. Hey, I know I'm a sinner. She said, this is the difference between a mountain whose summit is lost in the heavens and an obscure grain of sand trampled under the feet of passerby. And she kind of felt like, I am that grain of sand. That's why she said that. And here's how she put it. Quote, the good God would not inspire unattainable desires. I can then, in spite of my littleness, aspire to sanctity. For me to become greater is impossible. I must put up with myself just as I am with all my imperfections, but I wish to find the way to go to heaven by a very straight, a very short, a completely new little way. We are in a century of inventions. <laughs> okay. Imagine if she were around today. The Apple Vision Pro. Okay, wow. But there were some inventions back then, of course, in the 19th century as well. They were pretty big for the time. She said, we're in a century of, in of uh, inventions. Now, one does not even have to take the trouble to climb the steps of a stairway. In the homes of the rich, an elevator replaces them very nicely. I, too, would like to find an elevator to lift me up to Jesus, for I am too little to climb the rough stairway of perfection. So I have looked in the books of the saints for a sign of the elevator I long for, and I've read these words proceeding from the mouth of eternal wisdom. He that is a little one, let him turn to me. That's a quote from the book of Proverbs, chapter 9, verse 16. He that is a little one, let him turn to me. So I came, she says, knowing that I had found what I was seeking and wanting to know, oh my God, what you would do with the little one who would answer your call. And this is what I found. As one whom the mother caresses, so I will comfort you. You shall be carried at the breast and upon the knees, they shall caress you. And that's from Isaiah chapter 66, verses 12 and 13. That's what she found in the Bible. And St. Therese said, never have more tender words come to make my soul rejoice. The elevator which must raise me to the heavens is your arms, O Jesus. For that, I do not need to grow. On the contrary, I must necessarily remain small, become smaller and smaller. Oh my God, you have surpassed what I expected, and I want to sing your mercies. End of quote. So that's from her autobiography. Isn't that incredible? That's just great, great spiritual wisdom and insight. She says, I'm looking for an elevator to heaven. And that elevator is the arms of our Lord Jesus. And he's going to stoop down and pick me up and lift me up and hug me and, and hold me and, and hold me close to his heart. And in order for that to happen, I've got to stay little. I, I can't get uh, too big for my britches. I, I can't think I've made it. No, I have to understand my own need. And he's going to do it for me. So I just think that's a, just a beautiful, beautiful insight. Uh, from St. Therese. All right, let's go to the phones right now. And I'd love to hear your experience of St. Therese maybe receiving that rose uh, through her intercession, 888 914 
9149 is the number to call. It's the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Let's go to Lena in Oceanside, California. Hi, Lena. Hi there. Hey, I welcome, have a, to the, um, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I, I know you got other callers. Really quick as I can. Uh, I used to serve in the county jail, and a young lady approached mm. me. I was going through delivering rosaries. She was, oh, you're Catholic? And I go, yeah. And she was, you know, um, I'm not really a believer, but I had something happen I want to share. And apparently she was one of these young ladies that's a revolving door in and out of jail. Mm. And so her family had pretty much written her off. They didn't talk to her anymore. They didn't want to deal with her. But she was really, you know, like she said she was really sincere about going straight, no more drugs. And she, but she didn't, she couldn't, when she was going to get out, they had sense that she could go um, first to a program and then she had to have a place to go afterwards. But since she didn't have her family behind her, the only place she could go was people that were not positive for her. Mm-hmm. So uh, her friend who was the uh, cellmate tell her, let's do the novena to St. Uh, Therese. And she was, no, I don't believe that. No, really, really, you got to do it. So she convinced her and at the end, uh, and she told her, and you're going to get a rose. That way you'll know your prayer's answered. She goes, I'm in jail. How am I going to get a rose? She goes, I don't know, but you're going to get one. So sure enough, they went through the ninth day. She told me she got a letter from her sister who hadn't spoken to her in eight years. And in the letter, she said, I heard that you're really meaning to change. And if you mean it, you have a home to get when you get out. And then at the bottom of the letter, she had drawn a red rose for her. Wow. And so... Yeah, so she got her rose in jail. <laughs> she got her her rose, as it were, uh, in, in prison. Wow! And so, did 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 you ever follow up with her? Do you know if she ever got to her sister's no, place? No, with a, with a county jail, it's like you see them and then you don't see them anymore. Hmm. Um, you yeah. know, you go through, and then the following week they may have released her or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of those miracles the sanctuary pulled off, and the, you know for. A young lady that had no family relations anymore. Yeah, wow. it was just a miracle. Yeah, that is a miracle. What what a beautiful, beautiful story. Thank you, Lena, for calling in and for your your service in, in prison ministry. Really appreciate that call. God bless you, Lena, in Oceanside, California. All right, let's go to Dolores in Washington D.C. Hi, Dolores. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Hey, I'm um, I'm a uh, well, I'm in my 90s, but back then when oh, I've been Catholic all my life, we didn't have that many saints that we were familiar with, and I took her as my confirmation uh, person. But I was coming home hmm. one evening from uh, from uh, Subway, and this girl was approaching me, and she had this armful of... Ex- I've never seen roses with stems that long. <laughs> and I got close to her, and I said to her... Those are the most beautiful roses I've ever seen. And she shoved a whole bunch in my arm, but she was crying. It, the, the rose shop was only a block by, from where she was coming. But what happened was her, daughter, her friend had died, oh. and yet she had picked up the roses. But I didn't know what to do with all these. I had all, we always asked her, her for, send us a rose, so I couldn't even remember what I had asked her for. So I took them to the <laughs> I was passing my church. It's only a block from where I lived. So I took them in the church, and we got these huge vases and just put all the roses on the altar, and I took a couple home. But it was mm-hmm. it happened so fast. It happened, and it was over. But, I, I, like you said, 
you don't know. You just a rose just turns up, mm-hmm. and it happens anytime, many times in my life. But I never connected it because I was just in the habit of asking her. But oh, I'm going to wow. get off so yeah. someone else can get on. Well, Dolores, thank, thanks for calling in. Where where did you grow up, by the way, Dolores? Here, <laughs> you won't believe it. I grew up. I'm an African American, and mm-hmm. I grew up in an African American church. It came into being. 20 years before I was, my father was part of that coming in. I live a block or so from it, and mm-hmm. I've been in my same house for 80-some years. To wow, still hear it. that's incredible. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, God but bless like you, said, Dolores. Back then, we didn't know many saints, and mm-hmm. it was, the statue was there. You know, we had yep. altars. We had three altars, one on the side for Joseph, one on the side for Mary, and on Mary's altar, there was to race, and I don't remember who the other one was beside her. So when I needed to pick a saint, I just looked at her, and I remember <laughs> as a little girl just picking her. But we kept hearing the stories. We didn't hear stories about a lot of saints. They were very few saints, so it was easy for us to talk to this, talk to each other about the same saints. Oh, that that's great! And Dolores, God bless <laughs> you. Thank thank you for calling in. What a delightful phone call! And yeah, you found Saint Therese when you were a little girl, and of course. There's so many pictures of her as a little girl that are out there, and I think you know all young ladies can certainly identify with her, and and and, and us gentlemen as well. I mean, she she's such a great example, of this little way of spiritual childhood, and so uh, she is forever young with God, and, and we've got to have that that childlike faith as well as Jesus said, "Hey, you've got to become like children to get into the kingdom of heaven." So sign me up. We got to figure out how to do this. So I'm asking you guys, what? favors have you received from saint therese the pope's going to write a a letter about her this year because it's the 150th anniversary of her birth this year so he announced all this today i want to hear about the roses that you've gotten from her he's gotten a white rose from her on many occasions what about you triple eight nine one four nine one four nine we'll be right back on the kale clark show only on relevant radio off traffic and on the more important things in life it's kale clark on relevant radio hey welcome back to the program we're talking today about saint therese because pope francis announced today in rome he's going to be writing a pretty big deal pretty big apostolic letter about saint therese it's the 150th anniversary of her birth this year she's the doctor of the little way and she's just had such an incredible impact on the church in the last couple centuries and you need to get to know her if you don't, and I encourage you to read her autobiography, Story of a Soul. It's a, it's just a, a spiritual classic, and so many have converted because of this. And so I've asked you guys, she's very well known for giving out roses. She said she was going to let fall a shower of roses from heaven uh, once she got there. And a lot of people, of course, throughout the ages have received literal roses, or sometimes <laughs> roses in other ways. We heard about a, a prison inmate who received a, a drawing of a rose after this novena to St. Therese uh, just before the break. Great story. So if you're on the line, please stay there. Sandra, Edith, Olga, Amy, Jean, Maria, Mary. If you want to call in and get in on this, tell us your story. 888-914-9149. Even producer Jim, I, I, we were talking uh, just uh, during the break that I didn't realize that you have been to Lisieux. Tell me about this. Yeah, yeah. It was a, a beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful experience. Uh, I had planned the trip and 
little bit after college and was going to some other uh, areas in, in Europe. And I really wanted to get there. And it was, it was absolutely beautiful. And um, I had planned the trip earlier in the year, but it was before I met my wife, Erin. And then I met her. It turns out uh, she was a convert to the faith. Wow. And she chose the name of St. Therese. So I like to say that that's the rose that St. Therese gave me, the greatest oh, rose. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I hope beautiful. she's listening right now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's, but, that is incredible. I didn't know that Aaron was a convert. Wow, but yeah, I, I love yeah, that, so. you know, that your wife was the rose, uh, the beautiful rose that St. Therese gave you. That's so, so great. And, and I, she I drove about, a red car, so there you go. <laughs> how about that? How about that? I love it. And, and I hear you also met John Madden at Lizia. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that was just a... Uh, Another guy named John. Odd, yeah, not not the John Madden, but a man from Ireland, and you know, this is one of these things where I was traveling alone. Great experiences of meeting people. You know, that's the, one of the best parts of traveling, and you know, spending like the rest of the day together. You know, going around Lisieux and saying, I know I probably didn't pronounce the town name right, but uh, anyhow, um, yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, kind of experiencing that, and then of course, then the next year. My wife wanted to go there herself, and so we went there on our honeymoon went as back. well. Hey, how yeah, about that? Yeah, went back, went back. So it's it's a beautiful place. If you're in the Normandy region of France, you got to check it out. <sighs> i got to get there one day. I've never been there, but uh, but wow, what a, what a beautiful story. All right, well, I know you callers have, have some stories as well. 888 Let's go to Patty in Presque Isle, Maine. Hi, Patty. Hi, how are you? Oh, someone else asked you that, sorry. Yes, uh, when my <laughs> okay. brother was 91... He died suddenly. Uh, he, was, he was, I mean, I'm sorry, he was 31. It was in 1991. He died suddenly, unexpectedly. Wow. And uh, I did not know, but my mother started praying the novena to Therese. I'm French, so I apologize. And uh, I went to go visit my grandmother one day, my mater- uh, paternal grandmother. And mm-hmm. she, she got up and she said, here, I need to give this to you. So she gave me this rose. It was a dried rose mm-hmm. placed in a beautiful dome case. Very well displayed. There was actually two roses in this case. And she said, you need to give this to your mother. So I went to go to my mother's, and and, uh, she had been praying the novena, and it was the last day. It was the ninth day. And I said, Ma, this was given to me by Mame, and she wants you to have it. She started crying because she said that she was praying, asking God, or Teresa, to pray for uh, my brother. Mm. And that was the ninth day of her Novena, and the thing is, my brother who passed away had given it to my grandmother many, many years before, and we didn't even know that, but he had given it to oh, her, wow. so it was like the Holy Spirit was working through all of this, and it provided oh. my mother and the family great comfort. Oh yeah, that just gives me chills. Wow, that, that's, that's an incredible, incredible account, Patty. Wow, that's so beautiful. And uh, what 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 relief you know, everyone must have felt that that's definitely an answer to prayer. Wow, that that's just oh wow! I I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for calling in, Patty. And uh, I I know where Presque Isle, Maine is. Uh, I'm from Nova Scotia, so I've been to Maine many times, pretty close by. So it's great to have so many relevant radio listeners all across the world and all across the United States, from Maui to Maine, as we like to say. Uh, we love when you call in. So triple eight nine one four nine one four nine is the number to call. Talk to me on the Kale Clark Show. I want to hear about the roses that you've received from St. Therese. Uh, answers to prayer through her intercession. Let's go now to, actually, Patrick, got to go to line two, Olga in Menifee, California. Hi, Olga. Hi, I'm sorry. Hi, are you still there? Um, can you hear me? I sure can. Yeah, I can hear yes. you now. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll tell my, my story kind of quickly. Um, 
it happened during COVID. My daughter was graduating and she was going to go off to um, boot camp for her Omri reserve training. And oh, I asked wow. St. Therese to like, you know, give me, a, give me a sign, like to be okay. And that day, that same day, um, a friend came gift, which included a and um, Oh, Olga, Olga, I'm so sorry. Your your phone's breaking up. We're going to try to get you back, okay? I'm going to get uh, Patrick to try to get you reconnected here because uh, we, we, we couldn't hear what you're saying, but we'll get you back on as soon as we can, okay? So, Patrick, just let me know when she's uh, she's back. But let's go now to Sandra in Torrance, California. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Kale. How are you? I'm doing great. So good to be talking to you. Well, this is my story. Um, I got married late in life, and mm-hmm. we knew we couldn't have children, so we wanted to adopt. Okay, great. So I, so I tried twice, and neither one of them worked out. So I started mm-hmm. in Novena to St. Therese, and I worked in a county facility, a county hospital at that time. And it was in a poor end of town, and nobody really has roses around. So one day on the last day of my novena, I was walking out the door after a long day and I ran right into a a visitor who was coming in to see his wife and he had a bouquet of red roses Mm -hmm. and I almost knocked him over. (laughs) And, And then about two weeks later, one of my friends who was uh, an OBGYN told me about uh, a young girl who wanted to give her baby up for adoption. Mm. And so we got her. Wow. And so then you- later on, a couple, oh, several years later, when the uh, relics of St. Therese was going around the United States, it went mm-hmm. to California. So we missed it in L.A. and flew to Sacramento to be at the mass that the bishop had. Mm -hmm. And we were talking to the nun who followed the casket all around the world and telling her about my daughter. And she gave us the rosary that was from the casket. Oh, my. Was was, this rosary, like, had this belonged to St. Therese? No, it it was just the rosary... It was one of those large rosaries like you get in okay. Rome. Okay. And it was on it was on her cast on her cat you know, wow. on the casket yeah. where they had the relic. And she gave that to my daughter. Oh, how kind. That that's unbelievable. So you got the rose the roses first, if you will, and then the beautiful child and and then eventually this. Wow, that that's a that's a that's a wonderful story, Sandra. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that. I, I know there's so many people out there who've received these roses from Saint Therese. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Okay, we've got Olga reconnected here. Okay, Olga, you are back. Let's uh, let's start from the top. Olga in Menifee, California. Hi, Olga. Good to have you back. Hi. So you okay. started telling me about oh, your daughter oh, going oh, to boot camp. That that was that was a. Uh, you must right. have been terrified with her going to boot camp. I'm sure you're really worried about this. Right. It's like you know it was graduation day, and um, I knew she was going to boot camp after sometime after graduation, and. I prayed to um, St. Teresa de Lisieux just to make sure that, you know, that I wanted the sign that she'll be okay, right, because she's going away. And it happened during COVID. I didn't want her getting sick. And so that same day, she had her friend come by and give her a graduation gift, which included a little bouquet of roses. 
Uh-huh. And everything did turn out fine. So, oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. So she is she is she still a reservist? Um, yeah, she's in college and she um, she's in the Army Reserve. She does her you know monthly um, you know training and mm-hmm. she's so yeah she's still going to college and in the Army Reserves. Wow. Well, well, thank her for her service for everybody and uh, that, that's a that's that's such a such a great story. Thank you so much for calling in, Olga. Appreciate you, Olga. Thank and- you're very welcome. Oh yes. Okay. So call back. Call back some other time. It's great to hear from you. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine. Kale Clark show on Relevant Radio. I got to share real quick. I, I've got a little Saint Therese story as well. When I was, um, I'm a revert to the faith, as you know, and I was in Protestant ministry, and I was thinking about coming back into the Catholic Church. And I had a friend who was Catholic, who I'd met, and, and she was trying to share with me about Saint Therese and told me about. I had never heard of her before, really. I mean, I'd seen statues of her around you see yeah she's kind of ubiquitous in certain ways but i really didn't know the story about saint therese and and so my friend was telling me about this this shower of roses and and people receiving roses as answer you know as as signs that their prayers have been heard and her intercession is active and and i was like i don't know should should i ask her for a little sign and she said why not and so i started kind of praying a little bit and and it, it, it and some of the some of these things and people have mentioned some of these answers to prayer and and, and, and as always, you, you're tempted to say this is a coincidence. You're tempted to say, well, this just kind of happened. But so I, I, li- I was living in a condo at the time, kind of renting a condo, and I went to get in the elevator. And as the doors open, I, I kid you not, the floor of the elevator was covered in red rose petals. Like I, it, There was just no explanation for it. It was just the strangest thing ever, but maybe not so strange. And so I was like, well, maybe maybe I'm on the right track here with with this whole Catholic thing, maybe coming back into the Catholic Church. So that's my little story about roses from St. Therese. All right, I want to hear yours, 888 Clark Show on Relevant Radio. Let's go to Chicago, Amy in Chicago. Hey, Amy. Yes, hello. Um, yeah, a few years ago, my brothers and I were in the middle of a novena to St. Teresa, the little flower, and um, I was outside doing some yard work, and a woman came by, and we got to talking, and then I resumed my yard work. She came by about 20 minutes later and handed me a single rose. And she said, mm-hmm. this is for you. So I called my brothers. I thought that was kind of cool that I had just received this rose, right? We're yeah. in the middle of this novena. And then my, one of my brothers says, what color was it? I said, white. He said, that's the color that I asked for. And this is unbeknownst to me. I didn't know he was oh, attaching wow. a color and just said, oh, I'm Teresa. <laughs> so I had received a white rose that he had specifically kind of attached a color to it just for just for kind of fun. And as you say, you know, you can kind of rule out the coincidence when, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when it's like, Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, that was pretty, pretty neat. Specific. I still have it. I pressed, I pressed it in the book and, um, I still have it. Oh, wow. That's, that's amazing. Hey, it's like Pope Francis, right? He was getting white roses, uh, through the intercession of St. Therese. He talks about, about that and he, he talked about it today at his uh, general audience. So really, really cool story. Amy, thank you so much. Amy in Chicago, Everybody loves to talk about St. Therese, and I'm sure you've got a story, too. 888 It's going out to Mike in Havertown, Pennsylvania. Hey, Mike. Yeah, hey, uh, good, uh, good afternoon, Gail. Um, good, good to talk to you, Mike. Hey, listen, um, my older sister was in her mid-30s, and uh, she was dating a guy. He kind of liked him, but mm-hmm. she, and she had a deep devotion to St. Therese. Always got a lot of roses from her. She said, listen... If this guy's the guy, you got to do me a, a specific combination of roses so I know huh. there's no shadow of a doubt. Because I need a, 
I need a you know twelve 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 roses, but they have to be four yellow, four white, four pink. No wow, red. Wow, that's pretty specific. I know. So this guy owned a frame shop, and it's like a strip of stores. And his buddy owned the florist. So he saw his buddy at like six in the morning when they're opening up, and says, "Hey, yo, I'm going to come down and get some roses for you know <laughs> my girl tonight. Do you have do you have any? Because I got a ton of them. Don't worry." So he didn't think about it for the whole day. It was real busy. Yeah. At the end of the day, he's closing up his shop. He's going down to his buddies at the floors. And he says, hey, listen, give me 12 roses. He's bringing them over to uh, my sister, you know, my sister Marine. So anyway, the guy says, oh, my gosh, I forgot all about it. He goes, I don't have any. I would have put 12 aside. I forgot all about it. I had the busiest day. I only have a few roses left. I don't even know if I got 12. So he says, well, whatever you got, put them in a, you know, wrap them up, whatever it is. So that's what it was. It was four Four white, four pink, and four yellow. So he drives over to her house and uh, knocks on the door. She answers, and they're going to go out to dinner. And he gives her <laughs> the roses. And she, like, stood there, like, motionless. And she was like, but the breath was taken away from her. And so she knew that this was the guy. So oh, that's, wow. my, uh, that's my St. Therese story uh, from my sister, Marie. Mike, that's uh-huh. an incredible story. Yeah, talk about a specific answer to prayer. My goodness. Hey, if he's the guy, I just want 12 roses. I want four yellow, four pink, four white. It's got to be that. Now, that's pretty specific. I can imagine how flabbergasted she must have been when he came to the door. What an incredible story, Mike. That is so awesome. And so, yeah, that was, and I'm sure, you know, it was very, very happy from that point on for her. Okay, I think we, lo- I think we lost Mike. But, hey, Michael, thank you for that call. What a cool story from Havertown, Pennsylvania. That That's amazing. Hey, I want to hear your story about roses from St. Therese, answers to prayer through her intercession. It's the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio, 888-914-9149. Be right back. The Kale Clark Show, giving you the confidence you need to bring the faith into everyday life. Hey, welcome back to the program. We're talking about St. Therese of Lisieux, one of the most popular saints of all time. Pope Pius X called her the greatest saint of modern times, at least up to that point. And she's known for the little way, and she's affected so many millions of lives uh, in the years since. One of those was a convert to the faith. His name is Monsignor Vernon Johnson, obviously became a cleric. And he was an Anglican priest. He was actually a really close friend of Father Ronald Knox, another famous Catholic convert, an incredible, incredible writer. But Monsignor Vernon Johnson, uh, he talked a lot about the little way of St. Therese and how reading her autobiography, The Story of a Soul, helped him to convert to Catholicism. He just read it and realized, man, this, this has to be true. This is divine, uh, the work of God in her soul. And he talked about this. Uh, this is what uh, Monsignor Vern- Vernon Johnson said about uh, the little way. He said, quote, What is little- littleness in a soul? It is humility. Humility is the virtue which enables us to see how utterly dependent we are upon the Heavenly Father. And so St. Therese loved humility above all else. It was the essential foundation of her little way. And that is why the little way is so sure, so safe. 
pride and humility and deadly conflict. That is the whole process of redemption. Let me, let me stop right there. I think he's right about that. You know, it's such a safe path of spirituality. And she's influenced so many other saints since then. Uh, of course, St. Jose Maria Escrivá, the founder of Opus Dei, he based a lot of stuff off of, of St. Therese in the little way and the holiness and little things. There are no little things, really. Uh, everything is big in God's sight. And so this idea of pride and humility and conflict, it's, it's always been the way since the Garden of Eden. Of course, that's how Satan became who he is, because of pride. He, he wanted to take over from God and, and fell from heaven. And he wants to take everybody else down with him through that same pride. So pride versus humility in deadly conflict. That's the way it always goes uh, throughout the history of redemption. And so back to Monsignor Johnson for a second here. He goes on to say this. To be emptied of self so as to be filled with the divine love needs a new birth, a conversion. Because Jesus said, unless you be converted and become as little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. As pride is the root of all sin, making us think that we can live independently of God, and thereby separating us from him, teaching us, in fact, to let go of the Heavenly Father's hand. So humility is the foundation of all holiness, teaching us our essential dependence upon God, placing our hand once again firmly in that of the Heavenly Father. And so St. Therese learned to be glad at the knowledge of her failings, just because that taught her littleness, which was so precious in her eyes, because it was so precious to our Lord. That which pleases Jesus in my little soul, she said, is to see me love my littleness. End of quote. The littleness which enabled her to keep a firm hold of her Father's hand. This humility is no weak or negative thing. It's the most powerful thing in the world, for it is the key which unlocks the soul to grace. By ourselves, we can do nothing to increase in us the supernatural love for which we are made, but... By grace, we help by removing that which is in the way of divine love, namely, self-love. With every act of humility, every time we accept a humiliation lovingly, more of self is removed, and therefore, there is more room for the divine love to dwell in the soul. End of quote. So I just love that from uh, Monsignor Vernon Johnson, who was a, a Catholic convert, because of St. Therese. And this whole idea of pride and humility in conflict, that is the human story all throughout the ages. And so the little way is about humility. And, and you have to love your littleness. You ha and there is no humility without humiliation. That's the problem. And so don't, don't get down on yourself if you see your faults, if you see that almost a, as with a magnifying glass. And the closer we get to God, the closer we get to the light. We are going to see the shadows more and more. But don't let that discourage you. Uh, let that just keep you keep you little, like like Saint Therese said, and, and keep you holding that hand of your Father God. I love that. Triple eight nine one four nine one four nine is the number to call. Let's go to Jean in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Jean. Hi, Gail. Hey, Thank good to talk to you. Call. No problem. Thank anytime. Yeah. Um, well, years ago. This is my little story. <laughs> I, I had been suffering from some really bad foot pain. It was plantar fasciitis and made it really hard to walk. Yeah, and that's tough. I was reading a bit. Yeah. And I was reading about St. Teresa and how she was going to spend her heaven doing good on earth and send down a shower of roses like we all say and everything. So I prayed a novena. And uh, well, I finished it and a friend of mine 
had been on a trip to Mexico to visit the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Mm. And um, she sent me something in the mail, which was a beautiful picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And on the outside of the envelope was a yellow rose stamp. Mm. It was just mine, you know, little sign. After that, I didn't have any foot pain. Wow, no foot pain after that. Wow, that's that's incredible. So a, 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 a stamp that was a yellow rose, and you know how how unique would that be? You don't see that yes. very often. Yes, I mean I was like, what? You know, I got a rose. I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. <laughs> it was very. It was wonderful. Oh yeah, and that 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 relief of the pain is one proof that the prayer was heard in the rose. You know, it's through the intercession of Saint Teresa. That's a great story. Thank you, Jean. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the program. Call back anytime. 888 Let's go to Chandler, Arizona. Edith is on the line. Hi, Edith. Hi, Kale. Um, I have to call in because I love St. Therese, and mm-hmm. I'm a convert, and I took the name Therese as a confirmation name, and uh, I was walking the beach with my mother, who was visiting from Canada. We were walking the beach in California, when all of a sudden I had a red rose in front of me because I told St. Therese, only red roses, no white, <laughs> only red. <laughs> that would be a sign for me. And you so got the red rose. It was a red rose. Uh, yeah, but I ignored it. And I jokingly said to my mother, oh, they must be having a funeral at sea and it washed to shore. Oh, wow. And we continued walking. And then we walked in the middle of the street in this um, uh, in this little town. And mm-hmm. as we were walking, there was another red rose. <laughs> and wow. there was nobody around. So nobody could have dropped this except St. Therese. <laughs> and then I got the message. It was from her. Mm. But the most fascinating thing was, too, um, we moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And my husband had to go back to California for a funeral, and okay. I couldn't go. So he came and brought me a package when he came back, and he said, oh, a friend had given this to him for me. So we both opened a package, and it was a picture of St. Therese, but on the back it said, St. Therese wants to come and live with you. Oh, wow. Wow. And that really touched me. That is very touching, so, Edith. She is very, very close to me. Oh, yeah, and she, and she wants to be to close to each one of us. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Edith. And I, I didn't know until today that you could actually ask for different colors of roses. You know, Pope Francis says he always gets the white roses. And we heard an incredible story about a, a relationship that uh, advanced to the marriage stage because of different colors of roses through the intercession of St. Therese. I absolutely love this. Let's go to Colleen in Minnesota now. Hey, Colleen, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi, Phil. I love your show. It's really uplifting. Oh, thank you. I love hearing all these stories. My my story is kind of a simple story. It's not... I don't remember seeing any roses, but um, I was praying in the novena Mm -hmm. for my daughter, and she was having trouble making friends and mm-hmm. it was, I felt so bad for her. So I started a, a yeah. novena and then all of a sudden she started getting 
one friend named Teresa, then two, and then three, all, all named Teresa. And I was just like, wow. Okay. I get that. I get it now, (laughs) but I didn't, (laughs) I don't remember seeing any roses. I mean, but you know, roses come and go sometimes and you don't really pay attention. And I, I might've missed the rose, but I, I was just amazed. (laughs) That's that's amazing. So a a new little friend named Teresa, 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 I love that. that. That's a great answer to prayer and, and really appreciate you listening to the show, Colleen, and, and your kind words. Call back anytime. And so you're listening to the Kale Clark Show on Relevant Radio. We've been talking about St. Therese because Pope Francis has said he's going to write a letter about her uh, later this year. It's the 150th anniversary of her birth. And I, I read a really cool blog post uh, by Elizabeth Tomasek, uh, writing for the uh, blog at Notre Dame, the McGrath blog. And she talked about uh, really kind of a, uh, she, she was a busy mom, and it's just a beautiful story. She said this, The other day something happened that brought me to an abrupt halt. It was a morning like many others. I was trying to assist four kids leaving for school, meeting all the needs for the day's prep, all before the baby woke up and needed me too. I jumped from one task to the next, next feeling almost satisfied as we progressed through the routines. And then I glanced over to see my middle child quietly struggling. He was fumbling with the buttons on his school uniform, and I could see he was really trying to stay patient. So I knelt beside him to help, acknowledging the difficulty. And finally getting all his buttons situated, he said, I'm sorry you're wasting your time by helping me, Mommy. Taking his sweet, freckled face in my hands and looking into his blue eyes, I promised him it was most certainly not wasting my time. He smiled back, and two minutes later the house was four kids quieter. But my head and my heart were noisier than ever. Wasting my time by helping my own beloved child? Where could he have gotten that idea? Of course, I know the answer. Lately, my approach to life could leave this impression. No matter how organized I try to be, our life often feels hurried and harried. It seems when I try to plan ahead, I can be available before and after school. Everything just takes over. The inundation of homework agendas to sign, daily reports make me feel like my thoughts are interrupted, let alone my tasks got to go back to the example of saint therese she says i can only prove my love by scattering flowers never letting slip a single sacrifice a single glance a single word the smallest actions doing them for love it's the kale clark show on relevant radio see you tomorrow take it away michaela thank you for listening to my daddy